Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, we're in for a great show this week as we're going to be discussing this upcoming case that's going to be making it through Colorado. You're going to be hearing more and more about this. So stick around. And a very important case that gets into equality and equal protection in the state of Colorado. We're going to be talking with Mountain States Legal Foundation, Mr. Will Trackman. Friends, my name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation, running the board for us, Michael Geronimo Arpaio, producer Jamie Erker, the mighty one, our communications director at Centennial Institute. If you're listening to us for the first time, we cover issues facing the Western United States from a Christian conservative perspective. We are thankful We're not getting all the government we are paying for. Very grateful to have on the show today, Will Trackman, who's with Mountain States Legal Foundation. He's the general counsel. He works to protect the rights of individuals who live freely and securely under the U.S. Constitution. This is a really important case that's going through Colorado right now. So Colorado implemented a divisive and bigoted diversity, equity, and inclusion training center former Colorado Corrections Sergeant Josh Young and the other guards at Lyman Correctional Facility were placed at even greater risk than their jobs already entailed. The training created by the state of Colorado was intended to end racist thinking and attitudes. Unfortunately, it did the exact opposite, making sweeping negative generalizations about white individuals. It created a hostile and discriminatory workplace and increased racial tensions in the prison. Young is now suing the Colorado Department of Corrections and the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment to stop implementing this dangerous training for employees and other state agencies. And so we we had this presentation just the other day with Will and Josh about this case, and it's shocking. And that's what I wanted to share with you all today so you can get a sense of of really what's happening at the state level, how they're training their employees to essentially fully reject the kind of Martin Luther King worldview that we judge a person by the content of their character and instead want to get into judging someone simply based upon their race, which is just not American. So, Will, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. You know, my parents always told me I had a face for radio, so (laughs) I appreciate being here today. Well, Will... uh, you you have a wonderful face both for television and radio, but um, you're you have a great background. You served as general counsel to the Douglas County School Board District when they were fighting for school choice. You appointed to serve in the Department of Education as deputy assistant secretary in the Office of Civil Rights. You care about the Constitution, absolutely, and about equal rights and. So now you're at Mountain States Legal, and you've taken on this case. So give us just an overview real quick of what this case is all about. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Well, I'm honored to be here today with our client, Josh Young, who I want to have him tell his story. But the nuts and bolts of it is that the official training materials for Department of Corrections officers in Colorado require you to absorb and digest what I would call critical race theory components uh, in terms of equity, diversity, and inclusion, uh, quote-unquote, for all those terms. 
And so that means that they teach you about anti-racism and what it means to be um, an ally to people who are suffering from intersectionality. So these are very, very left-wing terms. They're officially stamped by the Colorado Public Health Department, and they go to all the prison guards for mandatory diversity training every year. And Josh had to do it. He had no choice. Mm -hmm. If he wanted to keep his job and get promoted, he had to basically accept the fact that he was a racist, that he was contributing to white supremacy, and that his race, the white the white race, had invented race in order to oppress uh, other races. It was absurd. But we, you know, worked in corporate settings. All of us have had to do diversity training over the years, right? But this seems different. It's there's a shift that's taken place now, right, Will? Yeah, if I could if you just let me read the definition of race from the training. It, race is a social construct that artificially groups people by skin tone and other physical traits. The concept has no genetic or scientific basis and was created and used to justify social economic oppression of people of color by white people. That's the official definition of race under the state of Colorado's training. So they've taken it. So the first part of that you, we would agree with, right? Like it's like there's there uh, that, that there shouldn't be differences. It's when they get to the end there and they say that it was created specifically by white people to subjugate others. Is that yeah. is that essentially where the change happened? Or just read that beginning part again for me. Yeah, the very first sentence I, I agree with you is not as objectionable. The It's a social construct right. that artificially groups people by skin tone and other physical traits. So, the, so, so the, in one hand, they kind of agree, right? Like it's <laughs> it, it's it's artificial, but then they almost at the second part of that say, no, 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 it's real, and it was created by white people to subjugate others, right? It almost seems like they they contradict themselves, almost. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You know, I don't know that they know what they were saying in that first <laughs> one because obviously affirmative action and other racial preferences depend on these sorts of differentiating between people. So I don't mm. know that they can argue, but oh, it's a it's social construct doesn't really exist, and at the same time, do those sorts of things. Wow. So they are now implementing these in, in prison training, and they've kind of taken it to a different level where now Josh, he's, he's sitting there, he, and Josh, let's get into your background. You're in the studio here today. Uh, was this day one of working at the prisons, or had you been there for a while? No, I'd been there for almost four years at the point when they introduced the training. And, um, you know, I was a big believer in the mission of the state of Colorado when I got hired on there. Uh, we're there to rehabilitate people, get them back integrated into society, uh, make them productive citizens again. And and as I, go, as I was going through my time there, I was seeing certain things that were like, hmm, that doesn't seem like very productive or helpful for these guys. Um, and we'd just been going through the COVID mess. Um, President Trump had just released uh, the executive order that said that at the federal government level, uh, we're no longer going to be doing anything based on CRT for training for government employees. Mm. About a week after that, maybe two, right in that range, um, the state of Colorado uh, comes out and says, "Well, we don't care about that. We're going, you know, they're, they're a state. They don't. They're not beholden to President Trump, but." Week and a half or so later, they come out with this um, DEI training, and um, I was already starting to get a little worried when I saw the, you know how they're describing it all, and uh, went through the training, which said we were supposed to be on the lookout at all times for any racists around us. We were supposed to be telling on each other if we saw anything mm -hmm. that 
might be considered racist. And, um, you know, we I'd spent the previous three or four years working with a very racialized group, you know, inside the prison. So inside the prison housing units, we have to divide each each uh, each pod they're called it's like a living area inside the prison and each pod is divided by you know each race and we're supposed to have you know if we have 10 percent blacks in the prison and 50 percent whites in the prison and 30 percent hispanics in the prison we have to maintain all those percentages inside each housing unit mm. and so already that seemed like a little bit of a problem to me like we should be looking at you know what are, what are they you know what's going to keep them safe uh, maybe what, maybe from a safety standpoint, looking at what gangs they belong to, that sort of thing. But the whole uh, the racial balance thing didn't make much sense to me. Um, and so this training comes out, and, and we've been trying to teach these guys this whole time um, in the, in these housing units. Look, the race of the guy in front of you doesn't matter. Right. Treat him treat him like as a person by his character. Right. You know learn you know learn about them who they are where they came from but the what's what the color of their what's on their skin is not what you need to look at you need to look at much deeper than that and that's mm. what really matters and how radical <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i mean and to, to your point will i mean we've talked about this when we grew i grew up in colorado's public school systems all through the 80s and 90s i graduated in 2000 from cherry creek high school the idea was we were moving past color we were going to judge someone by the content of their character. We were going to get to a place of color blindness. This is good. This is the future. And I'll be honest, for some, I'm 41 years old. It feels like we've gone through an entire paradigm shift where yeah. that has been rejected, and we have to judge people now by their skin color. And I, it, I don't know how we got here. Yeah. Well, so I grew up in California public schools. Uh, mm. You know, I'm one of the one of the good Californians that came to Colorado recently, <laughs> and uh, it was no different. My kindergarten teacher taught us that we're all the same on the inside, and that our skin color doesn't matter. And I guess uh, today we would say, "Oh, she's a bigot," you know, for right. pretending that race doesn't exist and that oppression isn't inherent in society. And uh, I, I guess forgive me for still believing my kindergarten teacher when I really do think it doesn't matter what your skin color is. And what Josh has talked about is absolutely right. You have to get beyond someone's skin color and actually treat them as an individual person. So Josh Young is suing the Colorado Department of Corrections. We're going to get more into what this case entails, the details of it, what he's going through personally as a result of this, and even more importantly, the impact this is going to have possibly on the nation, definitely the state of Colorado. Will Trackman, attorney from Mountain State's Legal Foundation, will give us the insight and details. Friends, you're going to be hearing more about this case, and it's an important case because it gets back to the core fundamentals of equal rights, equal treatment in this nation under the law. So we're going to cover all of this on the Frontier Freedom Hour this week. So you're going to want to tune in to all four segments so you can get the details on this case. Uh, we have an interesting state. Um, I've had Jack Phillips on the show. I've had Lori Smith on the show. We've had them at the Western Conservative Summit before. Colorado seems to be this kind of proving ground for a lot of cases that end up finding their way all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. So stick around. You're not going to want to miss this. This is the next hot case coming up. Friends, you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University.